Hello and welcome to the Love Says Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Johnson and I'm coming to you from the coast of Maine. In my work as a life coach for the last 15 years, as well as in my personal life, I keep coming back to seeing the beauty of what unfolds when we each uniquely find our way back to a place of love. Love can get us through the most painful moments. It can give us the freedom to grow, the courage to change. And love can also lead us to a whole lot of peace, joy, and possibility. So let's see what happens in us, in our life, and in our world when we listen in to what love says. Hello, and welcome to the Love Says Podcast. This is Elizabeth, and we are here with a really special episode. It's the first ever Love Says Podcast interview. It's the first conversation dialogue with someone who shows up with me, and we get to talk all about how we come back to love in the midst of everything else and all of our humanity. And so the first guest, no surprise to so many of you, what is a surprise is it has taken us a month to get ourselves together to be on recording at the same exact time, which is funny because we live in the same house. So I want to welcome my very first Love Says Podcast guest, Lauren Abrami, my wife. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's so it's so fun to be here. It's so funny. We're in two different rooms of our house right now. Yeah, I'm upstairs. So Lauren's downstairs. It's so funny too. I'm like, welcome to the show. And I'm like, is this a show? Welcome to the podcast. It's definitely a show. Well, I listen to it. I listen to it every time a new one comes out. Definitely a show. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. Um. I have a whole bunch of questions to ask you. I have no idea. I can guess because I know you really well, but I don't know how you're going to answer. You don't know these questions, but basically, yeah, these are questions that I'm just so curious about your answers, your feelings, your ponderings. Um, And again, we talk about these subjects and these topics a lot just in our house and our marriage and our relationship. But I also am just so curious about how, yeah, how you will answer them today and what will come through. And I'm really looking forward to hearing someone else's um, wisdom and opinions and thoughts and ideas mm-hmm. and feelings and on this platform. So thank you for being here. Oh my gosh, so my pleasure. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so any, how are you feeling? Are you excited? Are you nervous? How are you feeling? Oh, I'm, I'm a little bit of both. I feel very excited. I'm kind of, I said to Elizabeth the other day, I was like, kind of don't want to know the questions. I want to see how I answer in real time. So I'm kind of excited about just the the mystery. And uh, But this is my favorite topic to talk about. So I'm very yeah. excited about that yeah. too. Okay. <laughs> so my first question for you is, when do you feel the most love within yourself? When do you feel the most love within yourself? And if that branches out to different kinds of love, different feelings of love, that's great. But when do you feel the most love within you? you know, it's a really good question. I think I feel the most love within myself when I take enough time to pause. I think it doesn't take long, but sometimes I just need to like take some breaths or 
like go inside of myself and just like feel the love within myself, like start to almost sometimes you can, I can feel it building in my chest. Like if I meditate or take some breaths, I can feel almost like that love energy building inside of me. And so that's something I have to remind myself to do, especially when I'm, when it's a little harder, like if I'm watching the news and things are hard, I know you just did your podcast on what we do when we're watching the news. So sometimes I need to just like go inward. And then for me, I'm an extrovert. So I find that love wells within me when I'm having a really amazing conversation with somebody or I'm being really curious. I think for me, curiosity brings a lot of love because I think there's nothing better than whether it's talking to somebody I know or talking to somebody that I don't. When you start to hear somebody's story and you can kind of make all the connections, I can feel so much love for that person when I can begin to understand the nuance of who they are. So I think I I find a lot of joy there and a lot of love there. I can feel it like I can feel my heart expand. And then lastly, for me, I'm such an outdoor person. So as soon as I like step foot on a quiet trail, I can just feel that love expand, that gratitude, that just awe of life expand inside of me. So a little bit of both. It kind of depends on the day, but I kind of go to, I would say I go to nature. I go to meditation. I go to asking questions, being curious if I want to tap in and dancing with you in the kitchen. <laughs> also brings me that brings me to that love place. Yeah, 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 it does. It totally does. Okay, it's interesting. Thank you for that. And it's funny, I notice when people interview people on podcasts, they don't really respond after they respond. You know what I mean? They just go <laughs> you to the next respond. question. They, yeah. So I, I noticed in myself that I was like, oh, go to the next question. And I was like, no. Like oh. that's that, you know, but yeah, that's beautiful. And knowing you, it's so true. And, you know, maybe a little bit later in the episode, we'll get into the, I'm an introvert, you're an extrovert mm-hmm. and the different <laughs> rhythms of, of coming back to love in those ways and for different personality types, you know what I mean? Like things that like, so may, who knows, we'll get there a little bit later again. So here's a question about, again, you share as much or as little as you feel comfortable with. What triggers you the most what takes you the farthest away from love in your personal life in a minute we're gonna talk about in the world but in your personal life oh so not the news, not <laughs> news. The news yeah, we're gonna go there next but like just to go into your own little microcosm of your world what triggers you again whatever you feel comfortable sharing the most in your personal life yeah when are you the farthest away from that like loving feeling in your being Um, I think if I'm, if I'm in my head a lot in the day, like if I haven't had time to sink into that deeper part of myself and I'm already in my head and then, I mean, it really can be anything at that point. I think (laughs) (laughs) I'm too far into my head, my head's a little up my butt, then it really, and it really does. It can be anything. It can be, um, we could be having a conversation about money and I can get really, constricted about something or I could be at work and somebody could say something that triggers me the wrong way. And I think it's that, I think it's when like a trigger happens either from my mind or from the outside world. And I'm not in a loving place to receive it. Like when I'm too in my head, then it's like, all I can do is react from Mm -hmm. that fear place, that trigger place, that reactive place. And, and then it's just really hard. It's really hard to get out of once I'm in it. So 
So yeah, for you, when you're in those moments where you're in your head and then you're triggered and then you're even more in your head and da da da, like all that, like how in those moments, what works for you, what supports you, what guides you back to love? Mm, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, it's interesting. I, this is not a new concept, but so many spiritual traditions talk about kind of there's two, you know, you're either in a place of love or you're in a place of fear. Mm-hmm. And I always loved that. And that that is something that guides me of just knowing that I'm either in one of those two places. And again, fear isn't a bad thing. It's just a survival mechanism, right? So I think when I'm when I'm triggered and I go into a place of fear, I often need to just like take a quick moment and identify it. Like, I mean, even when I'm at work, let's say I'm triggered by like some side comment that a coworker said, I will have to just like ask myself the question. And sometimes I can ask myself, it depends on how deep it is, right? Sometimes like it can be a quick ask of myself of, okay, what is triggering me about the situation and why? So it might not always be what I think. It might be that I'm like, oh, so-and-so made this comment. But then when I stop and take a breath about it, or I stop to like ask what is the trigger here, then I can sometimes locate, oh, it's because I don't feel valued or... I feel scared or I feel scared that I'm going to get fired or I feel, you know, like I'm not doing what I was hired to do or whatever. And same thing with us. Like if I get triggered, it could be like, a, she's going to abandon me if, you know, like we, we have all sorts of fears, right? But it's like, you know, I might be abandoned. I might be, I'm triggered because I don't think like, well, just today, can I share this? Just today know. before this call, <laughs> we were, um, we we introvert extrovert right we were gonna we were gonna go and uh we were gonna do this interview and then a friend texted and was like hey you want to meet up and my instant response is like "Ooh, yeah like let's meet up and then your instant response is like ah like i don't know i'm not unplanned unplanned (laughs) i'm unprepared energetically (laughs) right and it's like the trigger just like hits right before you even know that it it does and you you're in it and so i think it I even in that moment had to be like, okay, what is it that I'm triggered by? And it was like, oh, if we don't go now, I'm not going to be able to see these friends for a while. or They're going to think that I don't care about them or whatever. And then I'm not going to have any friends ever again in the world. Right. So it's like we can. Right. right. But the but from what you're describing, and obviously I relate, it's like in these moments of fear and these moments of trigger, which is just the human mind, right? Like part mm-hmm. of the human mind. What's amazing to me is if we can take that pause, that moment to follow it down to the root, right, of like what's actually going on. What's always astonishing to me is how worst case scenario, dramatic, extreme, like these, again, when we get down to the root of it, like it all, again, logically, it doesn't make sense that like, do you know what I mean? You'd be like, I'll never have any friends if I don't meet up with this person who texted me, was like, do you want to meet up in an hour? You know what I mean? It's like, but right. it, from these places in us, when we're in the fear, when we're already in that energetic, they do, they go to like these really base, like survival, dramatic, these things that w- yeah. it's, I don't know, do you ever, when you go all the way down, when you follow them down and you're like, what is really going on right here? Because this is not, this is a bigger reaction than yeah. just saying or no to this plan, right? Are you, yeah, are you ever, I and mean, you've been practicing for a while, but are you ever surprised by how dramatic the ego is, by how <laughs> yeah. intense the fear is, how threatening, like it's like a soap opera drama 
in our minds, right? Oh my God. Well, even today, I mean, it's like, right. How ridiculous. It's like, I'm never going to have any friends if I say no to this plan. And it's like, once I recognize, then I can laugh. Like once I recognize what it is and I can often tell that I've hit on it because I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Yep. (laughs) There it is. Like I can feel it. And then it, then it loses its power. And I'm just like, oh, okay. That's like my ridiculous thought that that's like what it is, like what's bothering me. And then when I can see it, I'm like, oh, I can see it for what it is, which is, it's just like a fear. And usually our fears, right. They're like the monsters in the closet where you're just like, they're so, so dramatic. I I was just, that was the image when you said that I had this image of this giant shadow on a wall and that's a feeling of it. Like something is terribly wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is horrible. And then you follow it down and you realize again, if that's legit to that part of you that's feeling it, but it's almost like a teeny little mouse, right? That's just, and we're seeing this giant shadow on the wall, right? And if we can get back to that, the teeny little mouse, like where's this coming from? And have compassion for that, which I think is one of the most challenging things to do was having compassion in that moment instead of just being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm feeling like this. So yeah, right. Not the shame, right. Like that's the worst, right. When you like self-shame too, when you're like, I shouldn't be feeling this. I shouldn't be afraid of this. This, I shouldn't be bothered by this. Then it like, that kind of increases the, the monster in the closet versus just taking a moment. You know, and sometimes I don't, you know, sometimes it takes longer. Sometimes it requires like me to journal about it or, you know, or, do something else. And then sometimes also, you know, I locate the fear, but then other times, sometimes it helps just to go to the loving thought or to the, what the truth is. Like sometimes it helps just again, for me to take pause or for me to like step outside or do some gratitudes and just like realign myself with what is actually true. Yes. If you can do that, that's the best. That's like the express lane. Yeah, choose your own adventure. But that's yeah. like, yeah, that is the extremely back to love, back to back joy. to love. In that, just for fun, like in that moment, with that exact example of like you got the text, it was a plan, it was spontaneous. You worried if you said no, if you take the love love express lane, but you go to like the loving truth. What's the actual? What is your loving truth about that situation, that moment? Right, my loving truth is. I love these people. I'm so excited to see them. I don't actually want to tonight. Like I feel I want to like, I just want to be in my energy and in my space and I want to see them soon. And that's an okay thing. I think it's, it's okay to, I I mean, it goes all into like needs, right. Too of like, it's okay to like not say yes and to say no and to say something different. And so, yeah, when I'm in that loving space, there's this knowing of like, it's okay. And next time, and, and I can, and then I can respond with love and not with this anxiety of, Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't, it's more like, Oh, no, like I can't tonight, but so grateful. And I can't wait to see you so soon. Really good example. Who knew we'd have so many examples right before. I know. Right before. <laughs> we have many examples from today. Yes. Um, okay. So tell me then what triggers you the most in the world right now, oftentimes on the, on the podcast, we'll talk about, again, like you, you reference the fear versus love. And I often think again, the, the ego mind is kind of that. I view it as that fear-based part of ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. When does your fear get the most triggered in the world? When do you get the farthest away from love? Oh, so, so many examples here. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think I get the most triggered when I see unkindness and a lack of integrity, a lack of integrity, a lack of fairness and like decency and courage. I think I get very triggered when I feel like so deep, it's like a mama bear trigger. It's like, and it's, it's righteous. It's like, uh, I get so triggered when I'm like, why aren't we taking care of our children? Why aren't we taking care of women? Why aren't we take like, when I see these, like these just atrocities and yeah, I think when I feel that there are actions to be taken and people aren't courageous and they're not like the thing of integrity that they could be doing that is not happening. And that, that takes me out. I mean, then I just, you know, and then I create in my mind, like all the things I would say to them if I were, (laughs) if I were. Well, yeah, that was going to be my next question was like from that place of trigger, which again, we have the, the opportunity every time we look at the news and Mm -hmm. so often anyway, like from that moment of trigger. And then we, of course, we'll talk about what, from your place of love, what are you called to do, right? Where you, how are you called forth? But from that moment of trigger, when your ego has taken it, your mind is, you're feeling all of that. But from the ego place, from the fear-based place, then how do you behave? Well, I mean, it's so, it's so typical, right? It's like, I feel so deeply that we cannot solve any of the problems unless we're in a state of love. Like I just, because you see it in your own self, I see it in my own self where I feel angry. I feel grief. I feel frustration. I feel hopelessness, right? And I, I can go into all those emotions. And then again, I just want to react with anger or I don't react. It's like I go into overwhelm and then I can't move and I, I don't act and I don't like, I can't be helpful because I, I feel hopeless or overwhelmed or angry Um, and it's like, I know for me, anger begets anger, begets anger and and anger is very righteous. It's not a bad emotion. It can be really righteous and useful. And I also just find though, that for myself, when I'm reacting, I can feel it even as I talk, like, it's like this, the anxiety builds on itself and it's just like you ignite the fuse and it just goes. And I think it, it just triggers that fight flight reaction, freeze reaction where, and actually fawn, I think that's a new one that I just heard about where, you know, we kind of like go along with or we, right. you know, be out of fear as well. And yeah, so I go into all those places and you just, you can't, you can't move from there and I can't move from there or nothing good really comes out of it for me. What's the gift of anger? It's a great question. I mean, I think you know, you hear it again in, in different traditions. You hear about like, you know, they're in the goddess traditions or the Hindu traditions, you hear about like Kali, right? There's this, I think there's these, um, for me as a female identified person, there's almost this, um, you, you feel it. It is like a mama bear energy of like, it's a line of where anger meets love. And I know this might sound a little confusing, but sometimes I think there's this kind of righteous anger that says no. And it is that mama bear anger that says, I see that like my cubs are being hurt. I see that the earth is being hurt. And like, I say no to that. And I think that righteous anger is valuable. I think it is important for us to use our voices and to say, no, like this is not acceptable. But I do think there's a line where fierceness can be angry or it can be loving. 
And so I think anger in and of itself can be useful because it can move us. It can drive us. It can start to like learn so much from it. Right. Yeah. I think anger gets us moving sometimes and it allows us, I think, to move from hopelessness into movement and into like a call to do something. So I think it's really useful there. And then I think it's the most powerful in some ways where it can be like transformed into like, if you can almost sprinkle a little love into it and then anger plus love equals like fierceness. It's like, where's the fierce Mm -hmm. loving part? Um, Because I do think we need more of that, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit like it's okay. You know, it's okay to want to scream for our mother earth. It's okay for us to want to scream for, for our children who are, Mm -hmm. you know, unsealing unsafe in school. Yes. Yes. And then is this the same as like in your personal life or is it a different practice when you come back to love, when you're like, I'm going to plug back into love. I'm going to listen to love. I'm going to be guided by love. Yeah. Is it the same as when you were talking about in your personal life where you get to the root of the fear or you go out in nature or you, you're like, wait, what is the loving truth? Like, is it the same, are they the same practices? Is there anything different you do when it's, when you're looking out and it, um, feels beyond you? Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I think it's all those things, but, um, it helps me to think about all of our stories and all that we've been taught and all of those kind of ways that we're just trying to survive. And um, there's one spiritual teaching that I love that's really about that, that's really hard to comprehend, but it is that we are all kind of children of the divine and we are all innocent. And that helps me when I'm furious when I almost think about like people that I'm furious at as like little children and these like innocent little children. I know it sounds funny because we're adults and yet we operate mm-hmm. so often, I think from places of fear or places of shame. And when I can get in that loving kindness of, you know, of just who we are and just like the hurt, the fear, the things that are leading other people to do horrible atrocities, I can get back into that place of like, compassion and love for that person and it just is such a better way for me to approach it because then from that place I still I mean in in some ways right it it feels I think when we're in that place of anger or fear we want to just react and march from that place but when I feel that loving center in myself I feel so much more grounded and so much more in my wisdom and so much more in that loving place and I just feel like human beings react so much more to love. And again, it can be, it can be fierce love, but it's the difference. Like when you can feel a loving energy, even if it's fierce or even if it's nurturing, or even if it's, I can move more easily. I can take action more easily. I can feel less hopeless. I can feel connected. And it's just, and I, I do think from an activism perspective, we can succeed so much more quickly and actually get to the healing that needs to happen. And I think when you react with anger, sometimes then the response is then anger, right? Or it's fear. But when you can really react with love of like, what is the loving thing for us to do for our earth? What is the loving thing for us to do? And you carry that loving kindness into that space. It just, if that's the thing that transforms. So that's what I have to remind myself of. Yes. Yes. 
what would you call, so there's, I don't know if you remember the podcast episode that was like, how do you connect with love within you out like greater than you and out in the world, right? It's like these different mm-hmm. relationships with almost like our love identities, right? Our lo- mm-hmm. our trusted sources of love. Um, what, what do you call, if you call it the love within you, when you connect to a loving part within you, what do you call it? Or does it have names or a way that you see it or, yeah identify it um I think it's my most loving self yeah okay yes what about um something greater than you bigger than just you what would you call that presence I I have always used God um I don't have a lot of but some people are really triggered by that word which you know rightfully so um so God is my go-to more recently I've been using divine mother. Like sometimes when I want more of that feminine energy, I'll use that. Um, I think those are my, my main two. Okay. And then in the world, where do you connect with love the most? Uh, through, through people I get really fed by, like I said, I love meeting people and hearing people's stories. And I, again, it brings me back to love and compassion pretty quickly. And then, yes, nature for sure is another one. Nature, we have a walking trail behind the house. And nature for me, as soon as I step outside and I feel the wind, I feel the divine the most when I'm outside. And I can feel love the most when I'm outside. So that is definitely a go-to. Yeah, great. Thanks. Um, Again, so much of our life experience is about relationships. You know, we're in relationship with everything, with everyone what's what's the most challenging thing in relationships for you? What's the hardest thing where you're like, this is the hardest thing for me in relationships? What would you say? That would help me. Like, what, what, what's an example for you? I think I have a couple things. Like, I think one is being who I authentically am versus who I feel like I should be. Because so much of like, I think my life before I was aware of it was like this mixture of like who I innately was, but then also kind of like turning on a switch and being a certain way and not rocking the boat and like being happy and getting along with everyone and really chameleoning. Like, um, like it reminds me when I used to sing and people would be like, oh my God, you sound so great on that song. And I would be like, I just literally mimicked the album. So I sound exactly like the person on the recording. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like this. So that, I mean, I've worked, as you know, so much on it, but I think one of the hardest things, especially if I'm tired, if I'm scared, if I'm at that place where I'm more triggered, like one of the hardest things is really being, yeah, being authentically me as who I am now Mm -hmm. without like, And actually, I saw something awesome the other day that said, can we redefine people pleasing as what it is, (laughs) (laughs) self-sacrificing? We people please. And as we do that, it's like we self-sacrifice. So that's one of the hardest. And again, it's not anyone else's thing, right? It is my personal choice Mm -hmm. that this is my default to go into like a certain feeling I have to be a certain way for it to be okay. So I think that's one of the hardest things in relationships for me. I know Mm. I have so many more, but does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's really good. That's really helpful. Um, Okay. So now that you've said um, my, I think my, the hardest things for me in relationship, as you know, 
are um, speaking what I need for sure, saying what I need, saying what, you know, not just deferring to the other person. And I've worked a lot on that over the years for sure. So that's a big one. And then I think the other one for me that's actually similar to you, and it's come up more since COVID, I think has kind of forced all of us to be in our houses a little bit more like, I love being with people. But one of the things I've been realizing is that sometimes I don't always love talking when I'm with people. So I'm an extrovert. I love to be around people, but allowing myself to be, to just be with people. And like you said, not put it on and not when I'm feeling more quiet, but I still want to be with people. Like, how do I do that without trying to like do a show or, or push beyond what, you know, where my energy level is. So I've been working with that more recently too. I love that example. It makes me think when you, I have this image of you, you said when you were really little, you used to just go out in the backyard and like sit in the trees and sit outside and just mm-hmm. be with yourself and be with God. And just like, I mean, when you were like little, right? Like mm-hmm. a kid. Yeah, like elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. And so I get that image of you often. And I think, you know, one of the things we've been spending a lot of time on is, you know, um, caring for our yard. Like it's the first time we have land that we're able to tend to and plant. And it's like, I think some of our, both of our most joyful moments have been just being in yeah. the, in the yard and the land and the planting and the caring for, for these like plant babies, you know, um, we actually have a dear friend who we met because of like planting who comes over and it's, I think it's one of our favorite, both of us, one of our <laughs> favorite ways to spend time is because there is, I just reflecting this back because of what you said, like that you want to be with people and you want to feel connected, but also there are times where just the beingness, right? Yes, like, the and beingness. there's so many different ways to connect and be. And I think we get, yeah, we just have our ways that we get used to or we've seen or we have we default to other people's ways. But there's something about when we're with our friend in the yard and we chat and then we're quiet and then we're digging and then we chat and then we, you know, we're like visioning. So it just it's a different it's a different experience. So Yeah, and it reminds me of it brings me back to that part of being a kid where it's like, oh, I loved like right, both being present to where I was present to nature, like being in kind of that energy. And I think as adults, we just, we default so much to, we need to talk through everything and, and which is good, but sometimes it, yeah, sometimes I think it's just a reminder for me of like, sometimes it's really lovely to be in community and just be and let it flow. And so that's, yeah, yeah, that's been such a gift of this time. One other thing I want to say too about that is um, it can be hard being in relationships for me. Like I I'm okay if people don't always agree with me. And I think it goes back to kind of like what's going on in the world. I think those conversations of how do you have honest conversation in relationship where you don't agree, but how you do it lovingly and how you have the courage to speak what you need or something that's on your heart or on your mind. And that's just been one that's been up recently too, I think for a lot of us. So that can be a complexity as well. Yes, 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 yes. What's the thing you love the most about being in relationships? Oh, that's a lovely question. Um, I think that when you're with people, like the kind of the best is that like love is heightened. So I don't know if there's a couple things, right? It's like when you're in a really beautiful conversation with somebody and again, you have that like deep, rich understanding that it just, it's like, you can feel that love energy swell. 
And I used to um, help lead workshops in New York City and there'd be a room full of people and we, when we'd be talking about something that was really like connected or loving, you can feel it's like this, it is this divine energy that like, that swells. And I think when human beings connect in relationships, whether it's one-on-one or whether it's in larger groups, when it is in that loving energy and that loving space, you just feel the power of it. It is like this immense awe and there's nothing like it when you can tap into that connective power. Yeah. 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 I know. I'm like, Ooh, I was like, I want to be in a room that. (laughs) Yeah. Let's do a workshop. (laughs) Um, yeah. Okay. So before we get to like the closing question, I want to do a little like, well, we're coming up on our 10 year anniversary. We've been together for nine years, 11 months as we're recording this, which is amazing. And I wanted, I did a mention about you in a QA and a because someone asked who you were because I kept referencing Lauren because I'm new to this and I forgot. Like, I and need you to tell people. Me. And I love you. And <laughs> um, so, but I, I had shared that like looking back at how we first got together with, which is, was such a surprise to both of us, how I really feel like love like was calling I don't know, really called me into it, right? It was beyond what my mind had imagined, all these things. So I don't know, looking back, because you were not, I had a crush on you. Yes. And you didn't <laughs> had no idea. No. And we don't have to go into specific specifics. Like that's a, probably a story for another day. But for you, looking back, anything you want to share about how – I don't know, like there was love present or do you feel like love called you or do you feel like love was guiding you? Or I don't know anything about how we, you know, when we began that's connected to like that, like what was love saying to you? Do you know what I mean? Like (laughs) I'm just so curious. I don't know if that's too high to answer. It is not. And let's give the people what they want. Um, (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think I think the reason that we're together is because we were both listening at that time to deeper truths within ourselves. And I think love within ourselves. And um, for a little context, I, uh, the reason, one of the reasons Elizabeth and I are together are I had gotten out of a relationship about a year before we were together. And I think one of the most loving things that I did for myself is I, I was recognizing some patterns that I didn't like from the last relationship. And I really took, I remember saying to myself, I don't want to be in a relationship again until I really like work on these until I really know and understand like why I'm repeating these patterns. And I, you know, I did a lot of work. I did therapy. I did coaching. I did, you know, lots of different things, some spiritual workshops at that time, like really did a lot of things. But one of the things that was so beautiful is, I was journaling a lot and I was really listening for what my truth was. And I remember I had this moment with God. I'd had a, I'd had a pretty hard breakup, the last one. And I had this moment with God where I was like, all right, God, listen. So if you're going to, when you bring this next person into my life, this better be the one. Cause I like, I can't go through the pain of what I went through before. Like I cannot. So like, let's go, like, let's do this. And um, so I had that a couple months later, I finally, I remember exactly where I was and I was sitting in bed and I was journaling to again, spirit divine, however you define it. And I remember just writing the words, okay, God, I'm ready for her now. 
And it was like a deeply calm feeling. It wasn't like a, a grasping. It was just like a statement. It was like, okay, like I feel this like knowing inside of myself that I'm ready. And I could feel love. I was ready to receive love and to be in like a different space within myself. And so literally three days later, Elizabeth asked me out and told me she had a crush on me. And my mind didn't know what to do with that because I had no idea. Um, But it was both that I had written that in my journal and it was such a synchronous moment, synchronistic moment. And also that there was this like deeper feeling in me of like, it was different. It was different than anything I'd experienced, but I was like, just say yes. Like just, I could almost feel like this like love energy, just like pushing me forward, almost just like you have, your mind doesn't know what to do with this, but just like say yes and just see and just, you know, and I, I could feel the nudge. And so I definitely think like that listening and that listening has guided me into every big decision, every, like when I can get quiet and listen for like those pops and those moments, that's like when the magic, that's like the special sauce. And so, yeah, I think love, love was whispering and I mean, really shouting. I couldn't believe it. Like three days before I'd written that. It was like a very quick turnaround. Love was like, yep, yeah. you're ready. Go. I wrote I wrote my letter like two and a half years before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had this, it's like the book mail delivery postage. It was like, <laughs> this is going to take months and months, years upon years. So yeah, yours was a real quick turnaround. But Great. That's how I like it. Yeah. Like, nice yeah. quick love turnaround right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, great. Ask for what I want. Bam. In comes my wife. Yeah, yeah. I will say, and I don't want to go into this, into this right now, just for time, but it's like, I will say though, it took a little time for you because depending on like, sometimes when we, we love leads and we have new experiences, they just are so different than our patterns, our habits, what we're used to. And we had a joke that you, you said that I, it was like, dating kale because I was so healthy for you. And I was like, can I at least be a smoothie with some fun ingredients in here? So eventually I, yeah, but again, something when I think when love leaves, leads us forward, calls us to something we've been asking for, but that's beyond what we've ever experienced or beyond outside of our patterns. It's maybe even outside of like ancestral cycles it feels different and sometimes yes. we don't know if that different is and again for a little bit you weren't like 100% sure and then no and it felt it did feel like that I was like huh mm-hmm. like I remember talking to my mom at one point and she was like well how does it feel and I was like huh like I was like it's a different feeling than I've ever had it feels good like the thing is is it felt good it didn't feel obsessive which right. you, is what I was right. used to before right, right. That, like, We're- yeah, those upset, those uh, those emotional roller. I mean, that's a, the the ego. Like it takes us on these unbelievable rides. And the thing is, we you do have high points in those rides, yeah, right? Great. But then you have devastating lows, and then they're very unreliable to the whole system. Right. Well, and it's like we said, like my past relation. I had good past relationships. If anyone's listening, <laughs> I had good past relationships. <laughs> but I think the patterns that I was exhibiting. I mean, it's like junk food, right? Like there's a there was an addiction to certain old patterns that was like junk food. It's like eating Doritos and you're like, Oh, this tastes so good. And then you're like, Oh, this doesn't actually feel good ultimately. (laughs) And then, um, and then, right. You were, you were my green smoothie. I was like, Oh, this like feels really good in my body. This feels really healthy. This feels really good. 
And then I had these moments where I was like, I kind of want a Dorito. <laughs> and then I just got used to eating and it was like, oh, this is actually like nourishing to my soul. And so it like that love, yeah, love was pushing me forward. And now you're- I have a little organic Dorito in me. Oh, you have a lot of organic just, Dorito. Just not food dyes, you know. It's just no, like it's not, not the food it's dyes. Not no. gonna, it's not going to give you the huge crash, but um, <laughs> <laughs> still offended by the smoothie comment. <laughs> I know, like, damn it. You're like, I'm not that healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's all relative. Okay. Um, Okay, so before we do the last question, first of all, thank you for being here. No, it's It's so, so like, it's um, pretty amazing to hear. Yeah, hear you share. Like, so many of these things I've heard you share, but in this context and this, uh, I don't know, but it's really, it's just beautiful and really cool to be able to hear and and listen. And again, my hope for these conversations too is that almost like the the person listening to this, whoever you are listening to this, you're kind of like can be the third person in the conversation. You can pop up and be like, oh, I feel like this or I feel that. Nope, don't feel that. Like it gets to be, um, yeah, this, this place of, of connection. Um, is there anything before this last question, is there anything surprising about you this is just like you as a person as a soul as a human just because I think people are amazing and fascinating and so we're all so unique is there anything kind of surprising about you that you could share um I don't I think that people who know me would know this but um I have a tremendous amount of life force energy (laughs) so I don't drink coffee and I should never drink coffee um I have an immense amount of kind of loving energy and I think life force like it it like wells up in me like a very physical it like expresses even in like these physical ways where I just want to like squeeze my cat all the time or like squeeze my wife all the time <laughs> I like have this so what did we, we looked it up with a friend and what was it in another country acute like aggression it's, it's called cute aggression is what it's called but I have, and where you get something so cute, you almost get violent because you you can't handle yeah. yourself. It must be like where the term like "I'm gonna eat you up." Like, yeah, from, it's that you know, feeling. Like, I have a lot that, of that energy. You in have me. a lot of that, and you've always had that, always, that energy, yeah. right? Ever since I was little, it's always been there, which is just cool. I'm really grateful for it. Um, and it rises. Fun fact, but it rises right before bed like right <laughs> all day. of a sudden all of this energy it's like if there there's she has so much energy and i'm like trying to power down power down power down power down <laughs> like do a but, dance and yeah but but you're kind of like a like continuous firework because you burst and then you can go right to sleep but you're mm-hmm. just like and then i'm up thinking about the convers the exciting conversation we just had so yeah. um but yeah that is it's very yeah. true you have a lot of innate energy um Okay, my last question. Where are you ready? Um, where is love calling you? Mm. You know, it's been interesting. I think love has been calling me both in, in a lot of different ways, actually. I think when we moved to Maine, one of the things I was really called for was to really be present in my life. So I think I used to do a lot of external things like work was very important. I felt very on purpose at work. Yeah. I would say work was kind of like the main thing. And when we moved here, I was like, I really want to do the things that bring me joy. So I was called to sing more 
which I've been doing. I was called to be out in nature in our yard more, which I've been doing, like really to cultivate those hobbies. And it, it sounds so, I think I just didn't give myself permission to do that. It almost felt like shameful. And I'm like, what are the things, like what matters to me? And so, yeah, going toward the things that bring me joy, those, those two. And I'm, I'm like, I want to travel more. And, and all of those things, it's like that to me, I want to listen to the things that feel important and that light me up. And I think for someone like me, I was raised to kind of prioritize work because it's the thing that like makes the money, like productivity and doing something for a goal. And it's like, no, no, no. Like what's the thing that is actually just going to feed my soul. So Mm -hmm. that's one thing. And I do, I am now being called, I've really, we've been talking about this a lot. Love is calling me towards some of that mama bear energy in the world of saying enough is enough. And I'm really trying to feel into, you know, because I think I've been so reactive. Again, when we watch the news of like, oh, I I should be doing this thing. I need to get involved with the environment. I need to get involved with, you know, like moms demand action. I need to get involved with like what it, and it's like really listening. And I think love is calling me to use my voice in the public forum to really speak for my values. And I think right now I'm kind of listening into, okay, if I can't do everything, mm-hmm. where is the like one or two things that like both really matter to me and also like where my gifts can be utilized and used. So that one is just on my heart and mind. And I think I will feel calmer when I can step into that space. Like I think inside of myself, I'll feel really in alignment with myself when I can start doing more of that. Um, so yeah, I think that's where I'm being called to, but it feels good to answer the question and be like, Oh, I'm already doing some of the things that kind of love has called me towards. And then there's this next, next thing. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, I loved it. Everyone should get interviewed. It's really quite fun. (laughs) It's really fun, fun, right? Really fun. And it's fun to reflect on all of it. I hope you all have reflected a little bit too, as we've been talking, like Elizabeth said, and you know, like what would your answers be to these questions? It's really fun to take pause and be like, oh yeah, how would I answer that? Yeah, I love, I encourage sometimes in the podcast to for someone just to pause it. And before, yeah. well, it was when I was doing the Q&A and I'm answering and I'm like, but really all that matters is your answer, you know? So, yeah. um, but thank you for being my love and my <laughs> wife and my first podcast Yeah, <laughs> My pleasure. And I'm so grateful for you. And um, I just, yeah, if anyone wants to share anything, has any thoughts or questions, you can email me. I will share it with Lauren because we are in the same house. We can always <laughs> email the love says podcast at gmail.com. Um, but thank you so much for, for being here. And I love you and I appreciate you. Oh, I love you too. And it was such a pleasure. And thank you everyone for listening. Okay, everyone, that was our first interview episode with Lauren Abrami of the Love Says Podcast. Thanks so much for being here with us and listening. And please be in touch. And I am wishing you so much love right where you are. And may we just keep asking what love says and where love is calling us next. So, so much love to you. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye.